Yo! What's up, everyone? And welcome to episode 51 of Crime and Court USA. I'm recording this on January 31st, 2024. I'm your host, Mundo Cario. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing great. Nothing extraordinary happening with me, so um, let's just get right into the news, shall we? So down in Alabama, an inmate on death row got put to death in a very controversial way. And he was actually the first person in the United States to be put to death by nitrogen hypoxia. So Kenneth Smith, he was put to death on Friday, again by nitrogen hypoxia. So the way it was described by five members of the media, and by the way, only five members of the media were allowed to attend, and the details of how the state of Alabama was going to carry out the execution were not exactly made public, so not a great, uh, not great transparency there at all. But anyways, so Mr. Uh, Smith here was tied down to a gurney. He had a gas mask over his entire face, and then nitrogen gas was pumped into that mask. And what nitrogen hypoxia is, is it's when a high concentration of nitrogen gets inhaled and it replaces the oxygen in your body. And that essentially shuts down your respiratory system and you die. It's apparently supposed to be very humane. You don't suffer anything like that. And that was the state of Alabama's argument, by the way. However, this is controversial because this has never been done before. And a lot of people are arguing, this man's lawyer in particular, that this was basically human experimentation. He tried to get it all the way up to the Supreme Court uh, to get that overturned, but it didn't exactly happen. So we might see a lot more of these uh, take place. Now, apparently, the way it happened was, uh, again, according to the limited media that was there, he again was strapped down and they started pumping the nitrogen gas into his mask and that he started convulsing for a few minutes and then stopped breathing or stopped moving rather they couldn't really tell if he was still breathing or not and that was about it and when asked if the if him convulsing was a sign that he suffered a prison official in Alabama did say that it appeared that he held his breath and that's why he in or that's why he moved around that way that if he just inhaled the gas that he would have um, just died peacefully that's what they're saying anyways this might be more common because lethal injection drugs, for whatever reason, are becoming hard to find. And so uh, back in 2022, so just a couple of years ago, maybe about a year and a half ago, he, they actually tried to kill him <laughs> by lethal injection, but they didn't find a vein in time, so they couldn't pull it off. And the warrant for his execution expired at midnight, <laughs> so they really... They couldn't do it at time, so they had to basically stop and, and get a new warrant. And now here they were in 2020 or the beginning of 2024, and they were they were able to do it with nitrogen gas. And apparently, that was actually the third botched lethal in injection in a row. So Governor K. Ivy put a stop to them. <laughs> that probably has something to do with the fact that they moved over to nitrogen gas because a they can't find the. Uh, the drugs, the lethal injection drugs, and B, they don't even work. <laughs> three, three botched uh, attempts there for different people. Just reminds me of uh, the guy from Sin City that they kept trying to fry, but like he didn't die. <laughs> That's probably what it was like. And you know, you guys know what it's like to keep getting poked by a needle if you go to the doctor and they try to draw blood or give you an IV or anything. It's like, ow, 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 ow. 
<laughs> not that I necessarily feel bad for these guys, but getting poked with the needle, not entirely fun. Do you think the guy who kept missing the vein, like, kept apologizing, like the guy at the blood clinic? <laughs> who knows? I'm freaking stupid. Anyway, so him and a couple other people survived the lethal injection, so they're moving over. And this is this isn't it. This isn't the only kind of move. As I've reported before, you guys, South Carolina had moved over to using a firing squad, and now five states actually use a firing squad. That's Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and Utah. And now, I believe you could add Idaho to the list. I think that bill went into effect in the middle of last year. So six states actually allow for death by firing squad, which is horrific. That's out. That's definitely inhumane. Like, my God, you know? I mean, are they using muskets and shit? <laughs> what the fuck? So anyhow, yes, that happened. It didn't seem like it was terribly controversial, at least the way he died, the way it was described, anyhow, of the convulsions for a few minutes. I don't know how exactly it goes with lethal injection, but I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? At least like frying somebody to death, that's pretty fucked up. Firing squad's pretty fucked up, actually. I think I'd rather get electrocuted than just get shot a bunch of times. God. Like Sonny from The Godfather or something. That seems horrible. Seems really horrible. And wouldn't they... Didn't they would go for your head just right away? Uh, a lot of questions here. A lot of questions. I, I, I can't even imagine going to one of those in, in the modern day. A death by firing squad. Ew. I mean, is that what you would want as a victim? <laughs> like... Your family member got murdered or whatever. The person's not dead. Well, maybe. I'm probably talking out of my ass. You probably want to see that person get shot a bunch of times, actually. Then die peacefully from nitrogen gas. Eh, whatever. So anyways, he was actually in the big house because he um, got arrested for a contract killing that he did back in the 80s. So the Reverend Charles Sennett had hired Smith and this other guy... Forrest Parker, sorry, John Forrest Parker, to kill his wife, Elizabeth Sennett. It was later learned that Charles Sennett had her killed so he can collect the insurance money, and he actually killed himself when police learned of the plot. Parker was executed in 2010, and uh, Smith was uh, just as executed himself. All right, so let's move on to the bigger story of the week, I feel, and that's Vince McMahon of World Wrestling Entertainment, the WWE, stepping down after a former employee filed a sexual assault and sex trafficking lawsuit against him. So the alleged victim, Janelle Grant, said that she was constantly sexually harassed by McMahon and basically pimped out to other people inside and outside the organization, wrestlers, just people on the the crew, whatever, and that he uh, basically played out some sick sexual fantasies with her uh, she alleged that she had signed a $3 million non-disclosure agreement and that McMahon stopped paying after $1 million. And maybe, just maybe, this isn't the only woman who has faced this kind of thing. Back in 2022, the Wall Street Journal reported that McMahon paid $12 million in non-disclosure agreements to several women who accused him of sexual misconduct from, to, from the 2000s and onward. The lawsuit also says that the organization knew about McMahon's behavior and that they did nothing to stop it and they did nothing to protect her or other women from that kind of behavior. And I believe I saw some other headline somewhere that uh, the company itself 
in filings had believed that McMahon was a liability for these kinds of reasons. So I'm going to go over to the lawsuit. No, I did kind of peek at this lawsuit and uh, got to tell you the details are very, very bad. So th this is your warning, okay? So Janelle's family, she was taking care of her parents who were ill and they passed away. So she was seeking employment and one thing led to another and she somehow got in touch with McMahon who offered her a job. Basically, it seems like a j he created a job for her and as part of him giving her that job he wanted a relationship a sexual relationship in return and she alleges in this lawsuit that she felt trapped in that and yeah he dangled career opportunities over her head and that i suppose she felt that she needed to um succumb to those those desires and uh you know do what he wanted her to do now these allegations these sexual allegations are pretty sick as i said including uh apparently there was one time where he uh, defecated on her during a threesome and then had him had her pleasure the uh, the other man while she was still covered in feces and uh, uh, just gross shit like that so that was probably the worst thing that i saw another horrible horrible instance allegedly was a time when mcmahon and the former head of talent relations and a general manager john laronitis those two cornered her in an office while other people were working at their desks behind like a they they took her behind like a closed door or something and they basically uh raped her it sounds like that's what it sounds like to me and, and honestly it seems like a lot of times when um it, it seems like there's like a lot of people involved at the same time you know what i mean it just it, it's it's disgusting it really is now according to the lawsuit mcmahon's wife found out about this sexual relationship and presumably to avoid divorce or, and bad publicity and all that kind of shit, he told her to leave the company basically and had her, had her sign a non-disclosure agreement for $3 million, said no one would ever know to protect both of their reputations and that he would protect her and blah, blah, blah. He stopped paying up and she says that somehow it leaked that McMahon was doing this with her. So in other words, he didn't hold up his end in protecting her because he allowed the information to leak. Now here's a here's a quote that from the lawsuit that really stuck with me. It says, quote, understandably, defendant's predatory conduct has left Miss Grant crippled both physically and mentally, including from debilitating symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and suicidal ideation. These symptoms led to her termination from subsequent job from her subsequent job running her building's operations due to her inability to leave her home for weeks at a time. End quote. So that's pretty horrible. And that's pretty sad. So, as I said, this, this stuff started leaking out to the media, right? In June 2022, to be specific. Yeah, the, the hush money stuff leaked, and McMahon was replaced as CEO by his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, and the board of directors started this special committee to investigate this alleged misconduct, and Stephanie McMahon released a statement saying that she was dedicated to finding out what's really going on, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And... In November of 2022, the special committee completed its investigation, but they did not interview Janelle at all, according to the lawsuit. And so as damages, what she's really looking at, she's looking for this NDA to be deemed void and unenforceable, and is seeking compensatory, so in other words, money for her legal fees and that kind of stuff, as well as punitive damages, which is basically, I guess you can call them punishment damages, which is money that will tell the wwe to basically 
not do this kind of stuff again. It's it's meant to hurt their wallets, right? And she's also seeking uh, other costs that the court deems fit. So basically, she might want to seek a jury to determine how much money she might get. To me, you guys, to me, this seems like something that gets settled outside of court. So I think this will end in a settlement based on similar lawsuits I've seen in the past. A guy like Vince McMahon wants this to go away as soon as possible. By the way, he did deny everything in this lawsuit. He said that these instances were completely made up, that they never happened at all. And by the way, he is not criminally charged with anything. However, very specific stuff here. (laughs) I've learned that when it's very specific, it gets more credible. I'm not saying that she's correct or anything, okay? Because these are... heavy allegations and if they're false they are very very damaging however the specific stuff especially about the poop and things like that that's that's too specific man that's just too specific maybe maybe she's making it all up but the fact that there's this other hush money possibly to other women as well i mean it's called a pattern guys y'all know what happens when we see a pattern it's usually kind of maybe true (laughs) allegedly so we'll see what happens there again i just imagine this will end in a uh, a settlement if this is true which again just allegations at this point pretty sick dude like Vince McMahon is a sick dude if this is true we shall see okay so let's move on to the old Trump lock shall we <laughs> every time guys every time so the latest as you guys may have known from the last episode that the writer E. Jean Carroll had a defamation lawsuit against him and uh, that was uh, that just went to the jury, and the jury awarded her a little over $83 million, $83.3 million in her favor. So he has to pay that up to her. And uh, yeah, this lady's getting filthy rich off Donald Trump, honestly. That's a, that's a fortune. People are on Trump bankruptcy watch now. Uh, that seems, I don't know, I don't know about that, but... I'm not a bankruptcy expert by any means, but this is this is a lot of money, a lot of money. That's about it for Trump this week, at least as far as the courts are concerned. And that's uh, I think that's it for me as well this week, guys. I appreciate y'all listening. Thank you to the Patreon supporters, Tony, Daniel, Andres, and Emily. I really appreciate you guys. If you guys want to support me, head over to Patreon.com/slash/CrimeCourtUSA. I now have exclusive episodes over there that you can get every week for just a dollar a month that's so cheap all right twelve dollars for a whole year you feel me all right guys until next time my name is mundo and i'm out peace